I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. Fall has fell. Well, it's fallen, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Fall fall is here. It's chilly, but a beautiful day, and I welcome you. Here is my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Well, the political world was turned upside down and inside out last night. Uh, Virginia, New Jersey, uh, and several other places as well. Nah, not so much here in central Ohio. Yeah. We here in central Ohio did not express nearly the common sense that the people in Virginia did. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that uh, probably at the top of the hour. We'll get into a little bit of the politics nationally and uh, locally again at the uh, at the top of the hour. But it was uh, it was a uh, a shaking, shattering uh, the evening for the left, and I hope and pray that this is a sign of things to. Here in Ohio, two of our Ohio pro-life legislators have introduced House Bill 480. They are calling it the 2363 Act. Why 2363? Because that's the number of unborn babies that are aborted every day in the United States. Uh, Representative Gina Powell and uh, Thomas Hall, two strong pro-life legislators here in Ohio, have proposed HB 480, and it is, uh, well, it's not exactly a carbon copy, but it's uh, it's very close to the Texas heartbeat bill. Now, immediately, many of you would say, well, we already have a heartbeat bill here in Ohio, and the courts have blocked it. Why do we want another heartbeat bill? Well, this one is different uh, in that 
Texas, the Texas heartbeat bill puts the responsibility and the privilege of filing a lawsuit against a an abortion provider takes it away from the state and gives that to individuals. Individuals can actually bring a lawsuit against an abortion provider who performs an abortion after a heartbeat has been detected. And so far, the Texas heartbeat bill is the only heartbeat bill in America that is being enforced. Um, It has been uh, ruled against by a lower court and then reestablished by another court. And it's gone all all the way to the Supreme Court, well, once, and the Supreme Court said, no, we're not even going to hear it. And then it went back to the Supreme Court on Monday of this week. Anyway, the bottom line is there are... Uh, what, 17 or 18 states across the country that have heartbeat bills, none of them are being enforced because of federal judges' rulings. Uh, Texas is the only one. So these two pro-life Ohio legislators, I, I haven't talked to them, but I'm assuming they thought, well, let's do it here. If uh, this law is actually being enforced and babies are actually being saved, let's try to do it here. So we'll keep an eye on it. It is HB 480 just introduced. So it's going to go through all of the lengthy legislative process, and that has all just begun. And then this update from Hazard County Kentucky. I always think of the Dukes of Hazard when I and they were in Georgia, they were not in Kentucky. Uh this is Hazard Independent School District in Hazard, Kentucky. Most of you again because you're smarter than the average bear, you know what happened in a male pageant as a part of homecoming week uh 2 weeks ago. It was down and dirty. Uh, male students performed lap dances for male teachers, administrators, including the principal, who was filmed smiling wildly as a male student gyrated in a sexually provocative manner on his lap. Uh, girls dressed up in Hooters costumes for the uh, rally. Yeah, high school girls. Other high school girls in uh, bikinis, dancing sexually in a sexually provocative way. Anyway, uh, it hit the news. It went viral. And uh, we've been waiting for a response from the school district. At first, they said, you know, we're not not commenting. Well, finally, yesterday afternoon, Sandra Combs, the superintendent of Hazard Independent Schools, said, in part, quote, the activities were part of homecoming festivities and were driven by the students. 
be that's always a courageous thing to do. Blame it on the kids. Yeah, well, it was the it was the kids. Yeah. The activities were part of homecoming festivities and were driven by the students. That's what she says right out of the gate. It was the kids. She went on. We strive to foster creativity in our students, but unfortunately this time it was carried too far. Moving forward, a student activity committee will be developed to review all student-led activities which should prevent any such skits from being performed in the future. While we value our students' creativity, we must also ensure that it is focused in an appropriate direction and will be more vigilant toward that goal in the future. Um, she offered an apology because the lighthearted activity simply got out of hand. Our district would like to apologize for the activity that has been portrayed in the media, and we regret how this has unfolded. This is not the type of event that typically occurs here at Hazard High School, and we sincerely regret any embarrassment this has caused our school community. We love our Hazard High School students, staff, and community at large. Uh, She refused to deal with the personnel, the teachers, and particularly the principal, who is, by the way, also the mayor of the town. She says, that is a personnel matter. We are not allowed to discuss any further uh, information regarding the specifics of the discipline. Um. I would sincerely hope this gentleman is no longer the principal of Hazard High School. Uh, The the residents of Hazard, Kentucky, can determine whether he should uh, continue as mayor. But uh, I think it would be, personal opinion, outrageous if this man is allowed to continue as principal. In the pictures... It is absolutely clear he was enjoying what the superintendent of schools is now apologizing for. It seems to be a little bit of a disconnect there. Uh, We'll keep an eye on it, bring you any update. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Just a note, Joy and I have the privilege of being at Summit Baptist Church in Pataskala this coming Sunday. Uh, In fact, morning and evening at Summit Baptist Church in Pataskala. Uh, Yeah, I think the Sunday morning service is at 1045. I think think evening is at 6. I'll find out before Sunday. But anyway, uh, we're so thankful 
God has filled our calendar. We are we're booked every single Sunday in the month of November uh, for Cross Power Ministries, and we are just thrilled. Anyway, this coming Sunday, we will be at Summit Baptist Church. Summit Baptist Church in Pataskala this coming Sunday morning. It is strange and bizarre that this is necessary, but I am grateful when we do have politicians with convictions and courage. One of them is Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Uh, Yesterday, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas sent a letter to Dan Troxell. Now, who is Dan Troxell? Thank you for asking. He is the executive director of the Texas Association of School Boards. And uh, in the letter, he is demanding, as the governor of the state, that the Texas Association of School Boards protect children from being exposed to pornography or other inappropriate content in Texas public schools. Uh, The letter was also sent to Texas Education Agency Commissioner Mike Morath, State Board of Education Chairman Kevin Ellis, and State Library and Archives Commission Chairwoman Martha Wong. In the letter, he said, and I quote, A growing number of parents of Texas students are becoming increasingly alarmed about some of the books and other content found in public school libraries that are extremely inappropriate in the public education system. The most flagrant examples include clearly pornographic images and substance that have no place in the Texas public education system. You have an obligation to Texas parents and students to ensure that no child in Texas is exposed to pornography or other inappropriate content while inside a Texas public school. He went on, Parents are rightfully angry. Parents have the right to shield their children from obscene content used in schools their children attend. They are right that Texas public schools should not provide or promote pornographic or obscene material to students. Good for Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Well, isn't that censorship? Uh, Censoring pornography and obscenity? Uh, Yeah. And it's actually upholding state laws. I, I, I want to say this carefully, because our governor here in um, in Ohio has been very strong pro-life, but in other areas, yeah, not so much. I wish our governor had this kind of courage to simply say to the public schools here in Ohio, hey, we got obscenity laws, and we're going to enforce them. In addition to the governor of Texas, uh, State Representative Jeff Kaysen sent a similar statement, and he said, I am calling on Attorney General Ken Paxton 
to start a statewide investigation into this book, um, The Gender Queer, which is a book that is available in many of the, the libraries, school libraries across Texas. I am calling on Attorney General Ken Paxton to, to start a statewide investigation of the book and others that may violate the penal code in relation to pornography, child pornography, and decency laws, as well as the legal ramifications to school districts that approve of these types of books. Uh, Sadly, this is where it has where we are now. And I think the only way that we're going to get, well, two things. Number one, parents continuing to stand up. Look what happened in Virginia last night. A Republican governor was elected in Virginia primarily because of parents concerned about their children's education, and not just white parents. So parents have got to stand up, speak out, but then secondly, prosecute. Many of these books that are available to elementary school kids, middle school, high school kids, really are obscene. And they really are pornography. But we have laws enforce the laws. And when school administrators fear that they could be prosecuted for pornography, yeah, we're we're going to see some things change. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> 